Hi everyone. Today we're going to start a two-part series called Strengthening Yourself in the Lord. We're going to look today from 1 Samuel chapter 30, one verse, and then we're going to get some of the background and we're going to see how these stories apply to our lives today. In our next session, we're going to be looking at Paul's instruction to Timothy, young Timothy, to strengthen himself in the Lord from 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. So I'd encourage you to stay with me these two sessions, if at all possible. Turn your Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 30. We're just going to look at one verse, and then I want to give you some background, and then we're going to see the application of this to us today. It says that now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him. Because the soul of the people were grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Amen. David strengthened himself in the Lord. And uh, let's give some background to this uh, so that it makes um, makes more sense to us. And um, you, you find that God had called David. David uh, of his brothers uh, was selected. He didn't look the best, didn't sound the best. We see the description of him in, Bi in the Bible that he was ruddy, meaning kind of reddish hair probably, and he was a shepherd, probably didn't smell too good. But God not only looked at David's heart, but there was a divine purpose and calling upon David. And, and that's the same for us today. Those of us, the Bible says, you did not uh, call me, but I've called you. If you love me, Jesus said, but, but I've, I loved you first. There was this love and calling of God upon David. And here he gets this word from the prophet Samuel that says, you are going to be king of Israel, from a shepherd to a king. Now, none of us uh, most likely will go from a shepherd to a king. But the reality is that whatever we're at, when we're called by God, the pathway to God and in the life of Christ is always an upward journey to know him, to serve him, to love him, and that our lives that we live now have a divine destiny upon them. It's a high calling in Christ, the scripture says. But the reality of the call uh, upon David was delayed for years and years and years. Many stories we can read in the Bible about David. But when you come to 1 Samuel chapter 30, the situation here was King Saul was so afraid of David. He was not a, a man stable in his own heart, his own walk with God. And it showed in his leadership over uh, Israel. And he was uh, found, uh, I'm sure, in his own heart lacking. And he looked at David. David was a kind of a fan favorite. Uh, he had favor with God and with men, it seemed. And everywhere that David went, Saul monitored him. And at times just said, this is enough. I'm going to kill him. He's not going to take the throne. Fear in, in King Saul's heart. Uh, also was in David's heart. He was afraid he was going to be killed. Now think of this. You've been called, and there's plans and destiny for you in Christ, and yet it seems like it's never coming to pass. This is where David was. He's now a man on the run, and there's an old saying that says that the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Well, in this case, the enemy of Israel, one of those enemies, was the Philistines. And what happened? David goes into that land, they let him in partly because they saw that he wasn't particularly after them, that he they knew he was on the run. 
And the Bible says that uh, King Achish of the Philistines brought him in and not only brought him into the land and gave kind of kingly authority uh, or, or permission rather that he could be in their land, he gave him the city of Ziklag to be able to live in, his family, his possessions. Remember he had that uh, group of kind of rusty, rowdy men that were following David. And they uh, lived in this city called Ziklag. And uh, David would go out and fight sometimes the enemies of Israel, and sometimes he would fight the enemies of the Philistines. And uh, he was kind of a fan favorite until he wasn't. <laughs> and the people came to Achish and said, look, we're fighting Israel. How do we not know that the David back here living in Ziklag, who is an Israelite, we've heard the prophecy he's going to be king. How do we not know that he's going to raise up against us? And when we go out to fight the Israelites, what if he circles back behind us? What if his uh, people set traps for us? That was that kind of fear and suspicion. So they said, you know, he's got to go. And so King Achish in chapter 29 comes to David and says, look, we, we've known of you, David. We've heard the prophetic word. We've heard the song sung in Israel that Saul has killed his thousands and David is tens of thousands. We know that there's something about you. We know that there's a greatness and a destiny upon you. And because of that, the people are a bit afraid of you. So I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Well, in chapter 30, as this has transpired, David goes out with his men to fight. And when he comes back, he finds that the city, his own city, had been taken by the enemies of Israel and the Philistines. That's the Amalekites. They had made a raid into Ziklag and had taken all the women and children and had burned the city. And David and his men come in and find their wives and their daughters and their sons gone, complete, completely gone. The city uh, uh, is not empty. There's some people left, but those wives and sons and daughters have been taken. This is where we read David was greatly distressed. He was distressed because the call of God on his life looked like it wasn't coming to pass. He was distressed because of a great relationship with Jonathan, had been broken now by separation over uh, time and distance. He was certainly distressed because someone was after him, saying things against him, and this was King Saul, trying to kill him and uh, trying to deny him an opportunity or the right to see God's plans and purpose for his life fulfilled. He was distressed now because he saw his own family uh, taken, they, they didn't know what shape they were in. They didn't know where they were at. What are the conditions? But he's also distressed, greatly distressed now because the people that knew him, the people of the city, maybe those uh, men that had traveled with him and fought with him, it just says that the people spoke of stoning him. They blamed David, the man who had a heart after God, the man who had led them. Now, look, many of you are sitting where you are today listening, and you, you probably can immediately bring up what things are bringing distress in your life. What things are causing you anxiety? What kind of things keep you awake at night? This is similar to David. He's distressed. He's tired. He's emotionally spent. He's been physically challenged. And now he comes and finds that looks like utter devastation has come to his family and to the people that he loves. And they've actually risen up to want to stone him. They're falsely blaming him. They're attributing to him negatives that happen in their own lives. 
And many of you are facing similar things. Uh, it could be finance, it could be relationship, but I'm just saying that there's sources of distress that come upon us. Uh, some of it is just life, but then there are specific things. People somehow get it in their minds that they wanna speak against you. They want to work against you. They want to undermine you. And it seems like it's just back to back to back problems and challenges and the stress builds. You're, at first, you're able to handle it. You know, you're able to think through it, keep yourself steady. But as time goes on, weeks, maybe months, maybe years for some of you, it just becomes too much. This is where David is. He's greatly distressed. Fear, worry, anxiety, perplexion, frustration. And, and, and now those there are against him. And yet, notice this. This is where we have to, you got to buy into this now, friends. But David, I just want to stop there. Of all the men that were with him, of all the men in the city, all the women left in the city or whatever, the Bible doesn't record a single soul doing this but David. David, in the midst of, of all of these negativities, the, in, in the midst of uh, all of this mental stress, physical pain, emotional upheaval, David strengthened himself in the Lord, his God. I know that sounds maybe like a paradox. When you're under distress and you've got all these negativities working in your life, that seems to be the absolute time you would not be able to strengthen yourself in the Lord. But my friends, David is an illustration for us today that if he did it, you can do it. If he did it, I can do it. Not because we have our own strength and it didn't say that he strengthened himself with his own strength. Make that clear. He strengthened himself in the Lord, his God. Every one of us today, we have an opportunity today. You can remain in your negativity. You can allow all of those natural elements uh, that is facing you today to be like a wave crashing over you. You can live in the dark as long as we want to live in the dark. And you know what? Just because uh, I'm in the ministry doesn't mean that I'm exempt from this. And, and I've been told as a minister, you don't want to tell too many personal things because if you do, people might not want to listen to you. Well, I'll leave that up to you if you want to listen or not. But I'll tell you about the last four to six weeks. Now, I haven't been where David is, but I'll just tell you, I've been in my own kind of low place. And it, there's multiple reasons, just like your life. I've felt low motivation. I've felt easy irritation. I have uh, made excuses for not being faithful in my spiritual disciplines. Uh, and when I have done spiritual disciplines, it seems like they haven't really benefited me at the moment. You know, these are challenges that we all face. But as I turned in my Bible and I began to read this about David, and I saw David strengthen himself in the Lord, I had such conviction. Hey, you want to stay in the, in the doldrums? You want to live in the dump and, and, and live and breathe in the darkness? You can stay there as long as you want. But like David, in the midst of it, we can rise up and strengthen ourselves in the Lord our God. And I think that's the source. David knew that the Lord was his God that everything David saw, experienced, felt, uh, 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 and was dealing with, God was right there with him. And the way he strengthened himself, he says he turned to Abathar, the, the priest Ahimelech's son, and said, bring me the ephod. 
The ephod was one of the tools that they used at that time, one of the, the elements that they used at that time to, to find God's voice and to discern God's will. Now, a lot of us right now, you think, well, I don't feel like it. Everything and even God's against me. My prayers aren't being heard. But those things uh, may seem to be a reality. And some of the darkness in our lives is obviously reality. We're not stupid. We don't say that this is not a reality. But we've got to, we've got to call on the name of the Lord uh, to be delivered in our time of distress. David encouraged him, said, man, bring me the tools I need to hear the voice of God again. Bring me, bring me the ephod. Hey, priest, bring it, put it before me. Let me find the will of God for me in this day, in this hour. And that's what we can do today. We don't need the ephod. We don't need any of the outward trappings that they had at that time. Right now, the Bible says that Christ has gone for us and opened a door to us to go right into the throne room of God, that we can make our requests known unto God, and he would give us a peace. Now, like David, not everything of God's will for David didn't unfold immediately on every hand, and it won't likely for you or I either. But we can strengthen ourselves in the Lord by one, going to God, two, laying it out in front of God, I am down, I'm in the dumps, I'm in the doldrums, I don't feel it, I don't sense it, I don't hear it, and yet, Lord, I turn myself to you because you are my God. I like that. He strengthened himself in the Lord, his God. Friends, if you know anything of God, you know that he is with you and has not forsaken you. You know that the Spirit of God abides in you if you truly have been born again. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead now think of that. The Holy Spirit doing the will of God was the ex was exacting power of God to raise Christ from death. It broke death hold over Christ. Whatever is holding you today, we can speak death over that in the name of Jesus. We can strengthen ourselves in the Lord who is our God. He's not out there. He's not up there. He is in here. And he says, I'll be with you. I won't forsake you. I won't leave you. Not even to the end of the earth. And we just have to go to God. You say, well, I have gone to God and I've not seen anything. I have prayed and I've not heard an answer. I'm not hearing the word of God anymore. My friends, look, this book is the word of God. I don't think anybody can really live for God today without being a reader, a student, uh, a meditator on God's word. David said, I need to hear the word of God again. I need to know God's will for today. And he puts this, uh, uh, he uses this ephod, verse 8 says he's inquired of the Lord. Shall I go? Shall I keep fighting? Am I going to gain the victory? And God answered him, and he's going to answer you today. This is, a, this is a word for you from his word that pursue, for you shall surely overtake and without fail recover all. What a glorious thought of that. In the midst of distress, in the darkest hour, amidst the burning and the fire and the pain and the sorrow, David called upon the name of the Lord again. And this time God answers him, and the answer is an affirmative answer. And this word to David is for us. This is how we strengthen ourselves in the Lord. We go to the Lord our God. We call upon his name. We do it again and again and again. And we you have to fight. God said to him, pursue. The idea was, David was saying, do I go after the enemy? 
Now he's in this case, most of us saying we've been uh, all, we've been beaten. We're beat down. We don't have any strength. We have no power. We may have lost our motivation. David, I think, was at that place, and yet he called upon God and says, what do I do? And God said, you pursue them. <laughs> Man, we've got to pursue our enemies. Listen, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. That means they, they will not keep us back. You know, the, the gates of hell aren't keeping us in. It's the gates of hell are trying to keep us out, but we're going to pursue and we're going to gain the victory. And God says to him, you're going to overtake your enemies. You're going to defeat them. Yeah, uh, I'm going to work in you, through you, and around you to change things for you in due time, and you're going to be the victor. You're going to be the overcomer. You're going to be more than an overcomer. And he says that you will, uh, without fail, you will recover all. And that's exactly what happened. David rallied the men. He rallied himself. He strengthened himself, and they go out to pursue the enemy. You read it in chapter 30. And it comes to pass in verse 19, that it's actually 18. So David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away. What did he carry? They carried away everything that had belonged to David and to his men. And there's things that the enemy has stolen from you. There's things that God, uh, Satan in the past has stolen from me. A lot of times I open a door through disobedience. I open a door through being ignorant. I open a door through a refusal to walk some way or do something. And I open the door and the enemy gets a foothold in. And he comes in and he steals something. And here David recovered all that had been carried away and rescued his two wives. And then verse 19, and nothing of theirs was lacking, either small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything which had been taken from them. Everything that the enemy has stolen from you, God's going to recover if we strengthen ourselves in the Lord. Friends, don't stay in the dark. Don't allow yourself to, to, over days or weeks or months, to get into the habit of living in a dark place. Strengthen yourself in the Lord today and say, God, once again, I come to you. Once again, I come into your presence. I don't think it. I don't feel it. I don't sense it. I, don't, I haven't seen realities, but I am coming because you are my God. I know your ears are tuned to the righteous. I know your eyes are upon the righteous. Your word is spoken things, and I, I lay hold of it by faith. And David, like you, are going to be led by God as you pursue enemies to take back land, take back possessions. You're going to get it all back. <laughs> hallelujah. Somebody's saying hallelujah with me because faith is arising in your heart like it did me. In the last few days, I have strengthened myself in the Lord. I actually recorded this message, uh, I don't know, a week or two ago. And uh, I thought, well, I finished it. I went back and it was the right words, but it was dead. It, it, was, it was just words and no spirit, no life, because I was down in the doldrums. I was doing it because I thought I should do it. And I, I, I said, you know, hey, I'm not even going to use that. I deleted it. Uh, and I said, if I can't speak it with feelings, if I'm not experiencing it, uh, then who am I to, to try to encourage anyone? And I came across this, and I began to call upon the name of the Lord. And you know what, my friends? God answered me like he answered David, like he's going to answer you. Call upon him, hear his voice, get a, a fresh vision of his will for you. Because there's not anything that's impossible with God. No, everything is not going to turn from darkness to bright light uh, in a moment's notice. But it will turn. Um, Satan can't stop it. People can't stop it. 
I only want to stop it with you. If you break fellowship with God, if you don't walk in obedience to his word, David pursued, you're going to pursue. He got back everything and it said David recovered all. Not only that, but verse 20 says, David took all the flocks and herds that they had driven before the other livestock and said, this is David's spoil. My friends, David and you, he didn't just get back what the devil had taken. He actually took more from the devil. He took more from his enemies. God put an abundance upon him. And that's the way it's going to be for us. Amen. Today, whatever you're facing, know that the Lord, your God, is with you in the fight. Whatever you're facing today, whatever you're thinking today, let's get our mindset right that today is the day that the Lord has made. We can call upon his name fresh. We can hear his will freshly uh, described to us. So encourage and strengthen yourself in the Lord today, my friends. Let's pray together. Father, I ask that you take this living word because it's your word. You, you have breathed on this. It is spirit and in his life. I pray that it finds its way into our hearts and our minds and that you set your people free, but also beyond freedom and empower them and enable them to walk and fulfill every destiny and to do every good work that you've designed for them to do from the foundations of the earth to the glory of your name, for the edification of your church and for the salvation of souls. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.